0: Welcome to episode 352 of We Don't Die Radio. I'm your host, Sandra Champlain, author of the international best selling book called We Don't Die A Skeptic's Discovery of Life After Death. We are recording this episode mid September in 2020. The COVID 19 pandemic is still going strong. We're all wearing face masks and social distancing. But something unexpected has happened these past few months. A rather large community of believers in the afterlife, those searching and with questions, those looking to know more, and to have support in their spiritual journey, well, we've all been coming together and meeting online. If you don't know about it, each Sunday we host a free Sunday gathering celebrating life and the afterlife, complete with a demonstration of mediumship on each one. We have several thousand people now from around the world, in fact, in over 20 different countries, join us on Zoom or YouTube or on Facebook. We're also now doing online psychic and mediumship classes and teaching people to quiet their mind and how to blend with their own spirit team and your own loved ones We even have a weekly mediumship demonstration to let you know that death is the greatest lie ever told. If you'd like to find out more, you can go to wedontdieradio.com. You can click on calendar and just look to see what your life is like and what days are available and come join us. And even when the world does clean up, we'll keep this powerful community going. We just have to. Now let's meet our fantastic guest. Roseanne Groover Norris is from Binghamton, New York. She's the mother of five children with one in spirit, and she's also grandmother to six. In January 2018, her middle son Lee lost his physical life. Desperate to know where Lee had gone and if he was okay, Roseanne embarked on a quest to find the truth. She is the author of the brand new book called Believe, A Journey of Loss, Healing, and Hope, which was written from the 12 journals she wrote in the first two years after Lee passed. She wrote the book in a journal style to help people understand the emotional swings of grief. Roseanne embraces the belief that by helping others, we ultimately help ourselves. $1 from every paperback sold goes to the incredible organization, HelpingParentsHeal.org. Roseanne, welcome to We Don't Die Radio.
1: Thank you, Sandra. I am so excited and so honored to be a guest on your show. Um, I have listened to your show, found your show very early on in my journey, and have been a faithful listener and attended your very first conference in Boston as well. So I'm very grateful to you for the work that you do.
0: Oh, thank you very much. But like yourself, we get on these journeys. We didn't expect to, but there's, yeah, yeah, something happened and severe things happen with deep grief and deep pain and we go looking for answers. So let's see, hear a little bit about you Um, from New York. Great place. And yes. you've got a big family. I
1: do. I do. I have a large family, and we're all very close. And uh, so, this uh, Lee's passing, it, you know, really ripped a hole in the fabric of our family um, initially, and it was, you know, quite unexpected. Um, in, in January. 2018, middle of a very, very cold, bitterly cold um, time in New York. Uh, Lee, he had a coal furnace, and uh, but and which leaked because he didn't get the door closed all the way. This is and a furnace. Fir- have a block to the furnace. Okay. yes, With the coal, and um, he also took his carbon monoxide detector off the wall, so uh, the, he succumbed to and poisoning in his home. Um, To to backtrack a little bit, um, he was born when about a week before Lee was born, uh, I was in the shower, and I started crying. And I didn't want to do that. I said, I didn't want to do this. I didn't want to have this baby. And I had birth babies before, they were all nine pounders. I knew Lee was gonna be big. Well wow. I, I don't know what yeah, I don't know what frightened me so. Um and then when he was born, he was eleven pounds, three ounces. So I thought, well, that's why I was crying. i had something in I knew he was gonna be big, a difficult birth, but I've come to believe differently. Now I think my soul knew something that I was not gonna have him forever. Um So I, I believe that. So, you know, anyhow, when he was born, I mean, everything, you know, you look at your baby and then you think, you know, everything was wonderful. And, um, and it was, he had a normal childhood. Um, he was very sensitive, a little different than my other kids, but he was a great kid. He was smart. And, um, when he, he went to college and graduated and he had, when he bought his first home, he said an interesting thing to the, his brother the day he moved in. He said, I'm going to die in this house. Wow. And that's just not something you normally, we just took it as he meant, you know, I moving is such a pain that I'm never going to do this again. Right. But there you go. I think it's so, why would he say it like that?
0: Yeah. And you so, said he, he was 30. Oh, I think I read that. Yes. Yes, thirty years old, so he wasn't that dull, I mean he was responsible um
1: he had he had suffered with a little um anxiety depression, but nothing that really mm-hmm. took him down you know a, a really bad path but um it was interesting in in the spring of two thousand seventeen, his girlfriend left him and i I kind of worried and watched him for a while and in the fall i I remember the fall of 2017, I remember looking at him all the time, watching him. My eyes were just drawn to him and I, I couldn't figure it out. Um, and he said, he had said to me once that he was the happiest he had been in a long time. I look back now and I think that again, my soul was preparing me and, he, and I think maybe he's had completed his purpose here. He was happy, maybe he o- overcame uh, the anxiety and the depression. And I don't, you know, I think he just, that might've been it. Um, just oh, to go back, I, I need to go back to the day he, he passed um, for a moment. He had a dog, his dog's n- name was Buddy. And Buddy, when we, we discovered Lee, um, Buddy was still alive barely but he was alive he passed a couple days later um and he, so um i believe buddy watched overly at that oh. um i know so um back to uh, jumping back and forth here that's but, okay uh, that's back, okay okay back to uh a few months just around the holidays before he passed I had a dream, and I saw him in his casket. I woke up crying. I, I pictured him exact, exactly how he he looked. And I never told anyone, because I, I woke up thinking, what is wrong with you? Why would you have such an awful dream? Then, mm-hmm. I know, I, now that my soul was preparing me, if you can be prepared.
0: Yeah, so, not really, I'm sure. Nah. And- and I know grief from family members, but it's completely different having a a child. Yeah, yeah. So my heart and all of ours go out to you because even though we believe, it's still there's nothing more crippling than, than right. grief. So as a family, were what did you have thoughts of the afterlife, and did you have any sense of belief in a bigger picture? before all this happened?
1: Well, I was, you know, raised Catholic. I Mm -hmm. mean, I, I believed in God as we were taught, but I, you know, I just feel like I kind of went through the motions that I didn't really, I mean, I taught religious ed in the, you know, on Sundays and everything, but I, this was something I, even though I had that belief, I just never felt comfortable in, in, with the church's ways. I couldn't really explain it or put my finger on it. But um, yeah, uh, I think a lot of us have that experience. So um, I I've come to certainly feel differently. I, I don't really attend church or organize religion now, but um, I certainly do believe. I I know. I definitely know now but um
0: how did your quest so, begin after because i i can only imagine you're in a deep state of grief but then you're looking for answers
1: Yes. well i immediately really about two weeks in after we passed i started journaling that was always my way of dealing with difficult situations mm-hmm. so i got a journal and i, I just started to write and um I also, I was very fortunate to find a counselor that I went to three weeks after he passed. And um, he was a wonderful man, man a former minister that um, really was open to afterlife discussions. And in fact, he, he gave me one of George Anderson's books early right. on. Yeah, and And so he really helped me, but I knew in my heart that I wouldn't have him for very long and he ended up he passed at my four-month mark which uh-huh. kind of plunged me back into a real dark spot again but um I also an interesting thing started. you know the little signs and synchronicities started happening um I, when I returned to work after about three weeks I came home and turned on the television just to make some background noise and there was Dr. Oz Introducing his guests for that day, which happened to be Dr. Evan Alexander and Dr. Mary Neal. <laughs> and so I thought, wow, what are the chances? What, what you know, is this a coincidence. What are the chances of these two um, hardcore scientists coming on to tell their yeah, story? who are <laughs> near-death
0: experiencers? Yes, <laughs> yeah. exactly. So coincidence? It really,
1: mm-hmm. yeah. So it really caught my attention. Um, and from there, I started you know I started to read right away, although I ordered their books, of course, and then I just started to read. I must have read fifty to sixty books the first year, um you know, between the journaling, the podcast, I, I believe um, I found your um show very early on. I listened to anything and everything i could could find. Um, I think it was in April i Well, I started looking after Ernie, my counselor passed. I started looking on Facebook for different groups, which just did not resonate with me. I went to one grief group, and it was just dreadful. I thought, you know, people that were there for 20-some years, I thought, do I have to be that sad forever? Because, you know, I might as well check out myself. I Mm -hmm. just couldn't even imagine, you know, people just being so sad and they, you know, you oh, wait till the second year, the third year, it's going to be work, you know, just telling you all those kinds of things. Um, so I, when I looked, was searching the, the Facebook groups, it was sometime in mid-April, late April that I, uh, 2018, that I, I stumbled across Helping Parents Heal. Well, I know darn well I was led to Helping Parents Heal. I wasn't. So as soon as I joined, I said, yes, this is, this is where I need to be. This is the right group. Um, the other thing I started to do was uh, along with the books and the podcast was I really started to meditate um, every day. Uh, I had learned how to meditate. I was a yoga person, but it, this obviously wasn't the same. But I I really start, threw myself into meditation and just, you know, now I just can hardly go a day without without meditating um and in 2000 let's see fall of 2018 i think it was around in november um i had a a reading with ann van ordstel who wrote the foreword in my book
0: we love ann we do love ann she's great
1: Anne is great she has done two readings for me but um I had the reading and she was the one that told me, she said, he says, you're going to write a book and he wants it by your, his first anniversary, which was only two months away. And I thought, Oh, you know, there's no way I'm going to be able to do that. But, um, but I did have the journals and I kept journaling. Um, oh, and she, and also told me the name was going to be believe or belief or beyond belief, something like that. And so, I kept, you know, kept going with the journals and um, at at one point I was in the shop. Well, it didn't happen for his anniversary. um, That's for sure. And then in 2019, I did set the intention that I was going to finish it in 2019 and it again, didn't happen. Um, And it's interesting because I, I think I was meant to write it this year during the COVID, which is what happened. I had found in early March, I heard an interview by a young woman that owns um, As You Wish Publishing, my publisher. And I heard her interview and I said, I think that's the person for me. And I contacted her and so it came together and COVID hit and I just went to work. So it did take me a little longer than I intended, but it worked out as it was meant to.
0: I believe. Yeah. Roseanne, um, could you yes. go back a little bit we're talking about Anne. Um can I can we assume that she provided some really good information so that you knew Lee was still around?
1: Oh, absolutely. Absolutely.
0: Um yes. she had a lot to say. Um, you know let's see if I could put you on the spot here we have many people that have been and listened to many of these shows there's also many that are coming for the first time and they might be a little skeptical to talk to a medium or whatever and it's just sometimes the story might help go oh how could they know that if you're willing to share yeah 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 uh, I mean she some of the things that she said she had she
1: had said that my um my dad was there and he had passed by illness, and she knew that Lee didn't have time to to say goodbye. And um, she said um, she saw us uh, with Lee that day, and um, she said that uh, somebody that would a name that begins with T called nine one one, which was in fact uh, my husband. Mm-hmm. She. Uh, she I think, she said that, oh, that she had said that um, he was happy that his sister, Anna, had had his car and that there was something in the middle, um, in in the middle. That, and I, when I asked her later, she said, yeah, there's a French fry down there. And I didn't want to take it out because I knew we had dropped it there. Oh,
0: gosh. <laughs> I mean, you could just, you know. The, well, we keep our personalities uh, when we cross over for sure. Yeah, definitely.
1: Um, yeah, and you what know, else? She had shown. This hadn't even happened yet, but um, he said that there was. He showed her a blanket and said there would be a blanket made of um, shirts, and that I, I was to put his name on it and it, and use blue. Well, it was interesting. I had had somebody I didn't even know offer to make a quilt, mm-hmm. but there was nothing definite. Leave made or you know confirmed at that point. So, um,
0: you know, you just said so the word definitely uh-huh. for our listener right now. You can't see her book title, but it's believe. But instead of the typical spelling of believe, the word the name Lee is the leave believe L E E. And when you said definite Lee, I just Lee? thought that's another oh. book. It's just definitely oh. him definitely thank you yeah no i just i just thought that but but me mediums can i mean there's mediums on all kinds of scales not so good ones and great ones Mm -hmm. and for some and, and not saying you have to go to a medium but for some when you get a total stranger knowing things that they shouldn't know in specifics and shared memories and things it's just even though you miss the person, it's just something like their energy goes on. They, in, I mean, I use the word energy, but from 25 years of researching this, there's this invisible world around us. It's, it's invisible to us. But when we cross over, when it's our turn, the invisible becomes visible. And the afterlife is a very real place. And we're very real people continuing on and that's such yeah. good news. Yeah, such good news. So, what happened after, Ann? Did you find did you get any other signs or any other um messages or anything through your meditation?
1: I sure did. I I started the communication with him started right away like we were cleaning out his house and and I started hearing um I opened a box one day and I was looking through things and I heard, you know, I'm okay. And, you know, when you hear those things at first, you think, oh, I'm just totally making this up. Imagination. And, and mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. Because I want to think he's okay. And so, um, but, but it continued, it, it it continued. And I, I started hearing what he said to me a lot was I'm having the time of my life, which, you know, I I thought. Well, I'm glad you are. <laughs> I'm glad <laughs> someone is. But, yeah. um, and we started seeing. You know, we got the di- we got a lot of dimes and butterflies. The other thing, size I get from him, I get tingles on the left side of my head, which mm-hmm. I'm having right now, because that's always him. You know, his mm-hmm. affirmation that, yep, I'm here and. We started seeing he had a um, when he played football when he was little. He um, wore a number thirty four j- jersey. We started seeing 34s. I still see them all the time. You know, two or three times a day, I glance at the clock and it's like two thirty four, four thirty four, you know, mm-hmm. something like that. Um, I we also um I see a lot of hawks, and I, I forget who it was with not too long ago. And she said, are you seeing different birds recently? And I said, yes. And I said, um, hawks. And, oh, I think it was Isabella Johnson. And she ri- lifted up a paper and there she had written hawk. I saw on the way to, on a trip um, about, about a year ago, uh, 34 hawks, because I counted them. 34. At, at a single 34. And I go, how does that happen on one trip? So, you know, these are just really validating things. Mm -hmm. Um, We had an interesting experience um, in in June of 2000. I'm going back to June of 2018. I had gone with my sister away for a week. And while I was away, my husband um, was sitting outside and heard something rattle in the garage and he got up to investigate and he said he felt a cold whoosh go right past him now he's an engineering type guy and you know he he has a lot more belief today but he was you know a little bit on the fence back then but he felt this cold whoosh and he said lee is that you oh and that and heard nothing further or felt nothing. And then he looked up in the rafters of the garage and, and saw a little something red up there. And he climbed up and it was a little Hot Wheels car that, and he turned it over and it was made in 1987. The year Lee was born. Well, he didn't know at that time that I had had in another reading I had had with somebody they. They said that he was playing Hot Wheels with kids. Now, now Lee loved kids. It's any family party, you would find him under a pile of his nieces and nephew. I mm-hmm. mean, he was sweating, playing all the time. So, so I had, I thought, no, I'm mean, no doubt he's playing Hot Wheels with kids in the afterlife. So. So it was interesting with this, this car being found and I came home from Florida where I had been visiting and, and my husband tells me about this and I thought how interesting and so I went to, shortly after that, I went to my first Reiki healing ever and we came in for, for the healer and one of the things she said, she had a number of good things, points, things to say. And at the end, she said, now I'm seeing a one or a two or, or a 12. And I said, no, it it wasn't resonating with me. Even though he passed in January, she says, we'll take it with you. Well, I did. And the very next day, I thought, I'm going to take that little car and put it by his, you know, his little altar, his little table of memorabilia. I picked up the car and it was car 12. Hmm. So I couldn't believe it. Cause I, had, you know, I, I hadn't noticed the number on the car before that. So, so that, that was car 12. I was later also another medium had said something about a little car, number 12 and
0: r- little race car. So um,
1: what do you do for work, other,
0: Roseanne? I don't know why I'm asking you this, but just.
1: Uh, I worked at the university that I attended, uh, Bington University. I was a, a marketing director for 21 years there in our um, performing arts center. Wonderful. It was It was the best job in town, I always said. I got to meet a lot of um, celebrities and, you know, have a lot of albums signed. And it was just a fun job. Yeah. Are you still working now? Uh, No, I retired um, in March of 2018. I was intending on going in May and
0: and I just shortened it up a little bit. I don't know why I felt so compelled to ask that, but I did. uh, You know, it's interesting talking about signs and things. A lot of people... Blow things off. They say, "Oh, it's just my imagination," not realizing that that's the faculty that is used for communication. And and it's you talk about meditation. Anytime we can get into the present moment, anytime we can exercise that imagination. The first time I dabbled in mediumship, taking a weekend course under the cup, under the radar, I'll put it that way, you know, didn't tell anybody I was doing it. I was told to pretend that I saw someone behind my, the person I was working with. And um, sure enough, everything that I made up was accurate information. So for anyone who's listening, don't discount things that you come into your imagination, those dreams, those feelings, um, things that are Sad and scary and guilt and all that—that's our subconscious. But but yeah, some of these yeah. uh, dreams and memories and thoughts and hearing his words, having the time of his life. Because uh, yeah. once we cross over, once we do, it is the time of our life. We are restored to perfect health. There's no suffering. I mean, it's there's colors we don't have here. There's music we don't have here. You know, it's just a, it's a whole. Uh, great realm, one that we shouldn't be in yeah. too close to get to uh, in a hurry to get there, but um, well taken care yeah. of. Yeah.
1: Well, I, you know, you question, like you said at first, you think it is just you're making mm-hmm. it all up. But there was at one time he said to me that um, when I was meditating, I heard I was always. You know, it was always the plan I was supposed to go before you. I just scooted out a little early. That's when I knew I went, whoa, I would never, ever say that. He just scooted out a little early. So I knew it was something he said that would get my attention Mm -hmm. to let me know that it was really him. Um, So uh, um, the other thing I... I had an experience when I came to your We Don't Die conference
0: um,
1: in in Boston, the very Mm -hmm. first one.
0: Thank you for coming.
1: (laughs) Uh, Yes. Well, it was the first time I had ever been to anything like that. Um, And I was listening to Sonia Rinaldi. Yes. Her presentation. Well, I remember sitting there and thinking. Hmm. I, I wasn't sure how it set. you know, I just was like, wow, this just really seems out there, kind of sci-fi-ish. I, but the, then I thought, okay, you're here to have an open mind, yeah.
0: right? And Sonia, for who, anyone who doesn't know, uh, she records audios, voices, and images using like things like videotaping static on a television. And when she plays it back frame by frame, there's pictures on it of real people. So anyways, back to you. Well,
1: well, when I got, so I came home, you know, I, I listened to her and I said, okay, okay, she's been doing this a long time, mm-hmm. be open-minded and listen to her. And so when I got home, I guess Lee sure showed me it was maybe oh a month or so later that I believe you, Sandra, had said something about there was some unknowns on magazine number 18 or whatever and check it out so I went on there and I opened the very first unknown and I gasped it was Lee <laughs> it it was him I had no doubt he was a younger he was maybe seven or eight ish but I was like oh my god that is Lee and so one thing led to another, I, I think her assistant, her uh, Lisa, mm-hmm. somehow we, we connected and she sent a, pictures of Lee to Sonia who confirmed, she said, yes, I believe this is your son, but who is the dog in the photo? I hadn't seen a dog. I went back and I looked and there was Buddy. Oh, I've got goosebumps. Dog. Yeah. And I just looked down and we're at 34 minutes. I was like, of course. Oh, so Roseanne, was, that's fantastic. There was oh. Buddy, So I said, oh my gosh. <laughs> he sure showed me that. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And Sonia's <laughs> latest experiments, she's working with parents and the children are showing themselves uh, not year by year, but say they passed when they're 25. They'll show a picture when they're 20, 18, 15, down to being uh, toddlers. And so it's really interesting how they can, I, I mean, I don't know if they in the afterlife are changing into those ages or just putting those pictures in somehow cleverly, but the what must go on behind the scenes to do this is... Is yeah. mind blowing, and I, I'm grateful yeah. that we're filming a documentary on Sonia and her work because uh, she's never asked for a penny. She's just been working for thirty plus years now, uh, nonstop at doing everything she can to prove the existence of the afterlife <coughs> through technology. And I think she's in Brazil. Just an amazing woman. So, right. how you gave me goosebumps when you said the dog right. buddies in the picture. I- He
1: was right there. It was so incredible. And in fact, yeah, I was interviewed for the documentary. Oh, that's right. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So unless I end up in the cutting room floor. Somehow I don't think so. Unfortunately, we've had
0: to put a pause button on it because the next stage was uh, Robert and the uh, producer and myself, we're going to fly to Brazil, be with Sonia in her laboratory from when she records these and how she goes through frame by frame. And within every second of a video, there is 32 different frames and believe it or not, there could be not 32 different pictures, but a ton of different pictures. And it's, it's, to me, it's absolutely mind blowing. And it is, well, you know, there's one thing to believe in the afterlife and getting signs once you get a picture of your loved one, there's no yeah. turning back. They're alive. They are alive. Oh. Can't see him. Yeah. Can't hug him. But they are alive.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And it it does make a difference. It
0: makes a huge, huge difference. It does. Oh. It does. I, I had gotten a picture, a couple of pictures, actually, of my father that were similar to pictures that we have of him. But they're not the same picture. I mean, he's not looking right at the camera. He's—I mean, it's just—it's—it's it's different. And so it's like that. Even if Sonia could have somehow fudged pictures a little and made this up, I mean, you—you just—you couldn't. Nobody could do something like this. Nor would she do it, just because um, she is pure of heart. But it—I it, I even showed my mom um, and my aunt the pictures, and my mom, as much as she loves me, you know, she. She's not really into this kind of thing. Which is <laughs> so fine. But when she saw the pictures, she just was spellbound, stopped in her tracks, like, oh my God. You know, what are you gonna say? Yeah. 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 So like- where where do we go next, Roseanne, in your story?
1: Well, um, you know, I wanted to mention I just I started playing, I call it my game. I pl- started playing like a game when I would wake up in the morning with me after I try to be grateful for a few things in the morning. But I started this adventure game, I call it, where I ask him where he's going today. And I've gotten some crazy wild things, um, you know, like the White House or Tanzania ro- riding on the antelope, or and so I don't know, you know, it just plays along with me in, in these kind of crazy adventure games. And I, I just love it, it's just a little way to for me to try to keep the communication open.
0: So. Absolutely, and thinking of Tanzania um, probably isn't the top thing <laughs> in your mind, so <laughs> they come across <laughs> right. as. Startling. Oh, okay. (laughs) So your journals, can you tell us about how they became the book?
1: Well, they became the book. I I didn't intend to write them in a journal style. Um, I was intending, I just started it as a chapter book and, and then I was, Showering one day, and I heard you know to to write them as I wrote them, to write the book as I as I wrote the journals. Um, and I had also heard you know it's well. First, I heard it's time, and I knew it meant it was time to open those journals up and start writing. And I had said no, no in my mind no. And then I heard fifteen minutes, set the timer. So that's how I began and also heard you know write it as you wrote it so i went back and extracted you know everything everything from those 12 journals i wrote in the first 2 years
0: oh, i'm i just open to random page 65 i wish i could tell you 34 but it's not <laughs> But just how you wrote, dear Lee, thank you for the sign tonight. I looked down at dinner and there's a dime near my foot. Love, Mom. Dear Lee, when a cardinal landed on the fence, Aunt Kathy said she liked redheaded woodpeckers better. No sooner did she say it and one landed on the tree. I don't know how all of this works, but the signs are so uplifting. Love, Mom. And it's just filled with with these Uh And just beautiful. And, you know, Roseanne, it's such a nice thing to journal and to show people that through whatever it is they're going through, you can journal like this. And I can't help but think if we don't journal, we might miss some of the things. And once we start going back, we can say, oh my gosh, there were signs all along. And once you have yeah. them all written together, you, you you really see you've got something yeah. here.
1: Yeah, yeah. And when I went
0: back, I mean, I
1: didn't remember, so I know how it can get lost. I didn't remember a lot of the stuff when I went back and started reading from the beginning. I was like, oh my gosh, I forgot about this. Mm-hmm. I forgot about yeah. So I'm I'm glad that I did that, and I would recommend to anybody in Deep creep. You don't have to read it. You don't have to write a book, but
0: just get it out it of your head
1: it. and yeah,
0: write it. Get it down. Yes. Tell us a little bit about helping parents heal and how you got involved with them.
1: Well, I, as I said, they. I feel like that organization just saved me. Um, they, you know, they just Elizabeth um, and Irene that you know, president, vice president, they're just so caring and giving. And I felt so at home and I still, I started thinking about um, becoming a, a leader, but, and I did start in, oh, t- summer of 2019. I just had a few women in my home and while well, I was looking for a place to hold meetings. Um, and then I, I did find, I found a little unity and church uh, and st- opened it up to the public in November 2019, and 23 people walked through the door. I was I was stunned. I was a little overwhelmed, mm-hmm. actually, as but um, of course we only had a few meetings before we had to to shut it all down. But I am thankful for they they have a lot of Zoom meetings themselves and a lot of speakers going on right now. And if anybody's parents out there, I, I hope that they will look into that organization and join.
0: And I can't say enough about them. HelpingParentsHeal.org mm-hmm. is the website. Tons of online stuff, free. They are givers. And I know when I first experienced grief, I was able to talk to someone else going through it to have a community of, I think it's now 14,500 parents, if not more than that and have this community. And as difficult as it is, people have been there and it's one organization that wholeheartedly believes in the afterlife. And so- it isn't like that first grief support group that you went to and these people, Oh, it's going to be worse your second year. Oh, you know, come year 25, you know, that sort of yeah. thing. No,
1: yeah.
0: no. Cause I, I believe that our life is meant to be lived. It is incredibly painful anytime we have a loved one who pass and it, And as much as it gets got you and me on the spiritual journey to give, it's incredibly painful. But we can't stop living ourselves. So many people die internally, Roseanne, when a loved one dies, and they don't live a quality of life.
1: Yeah, yeah. You know, you know. um, You made me think. I I heard. I think you've had Joe McQuillan on your show before. or
0: I think so. Do you, I, do you know? Yeah. We're up to 352, and I can't I remember can't. everybody. <laughs>
1: well, Joe is a fellow, you know, Helping Parents Heal member. Yes. And he, he had a son, Christopher Cross, maybe a couple of years before Lee. And he said something once that really struck me, uh, and I took it to heart. He had said that he didn't want his son, Christopher to, to look at his father sad, a sad, as a sad and broken man. Yes. Uh, when he was in a place of such bliss and joy. And I thought, wow, what a way to look at it. And yes, that's so that has always been in the back of my mind that I don't, that I will heal the best I can for Lee. And make him proud of me, and do the things that you know to help others, and make that he'll he'll be pleased. And and I'll, helping others will help me too. And that's one of the reasons I became a, an affiliate leader because I knew by helping these other parents that come behind me, I will ultimately also help myself.
0: Absolutely, and I don't um, care what um, kind of pain we're in. Anytime we can set our eyes on another person and give and serve. We always get back so much more than we give. Yeah. Yeah. So, where should we go now? What? Okay. So, we've got the book. And I don't know if this is your first interview, but it won't be your last. <laughs> I can tell you that. <laughs> what does the future hold? What message do you really want to leave with people?
1: I think what I want everyone to know is that, that they just to be open to, to open to life and afterlife and, and just open up like a flower and accept it all. And, and, but question, question, you know, don't, you don't have to blindly follow like we did in uh, our certain faith. Certainly we were taught in a Catholic religion to follow blindly. Don't, don't question, but um I, I think that it's all right there. Once you start paying attention, you you will see you will see so many things. You'll you'll know that the afterlife is is real and right here. So.
0: Yeah, I often say it and thank you, listener who's listened to all these episodes. I'm gonna say it again. <laughs> but we are all made up of energy and we are caught up in these these minds that make us believe that we have to see it to believe it. And down to our tiniest molecule that make up us, we've got atoms bouncing around inside the molecules. If you were to put a teeny camera in one of those atoms, all there is is vibrating energy into our tiniest particle that we are as beings, everything we're looking at, All we are is vibrating energy. It is a darn good illusion that we are real, but we are just vibrating energy. And energy can be, many forms of energy can be in the same place at the same time. How many of us have lights and radio waves and Wi-Fi and our GPS signals and television waves and all that? And energy can't be destroyed and I have witnessed, especially now with COVID happening, I mentioned at the beginning, we're doing all these online things. There have been so many medium demonstrations, uh, most of which with our friends that you've met, Carrie McLeod and Philip Dykes. Yeah.
1: And they are mm-hmm.
0: so specific and they won't let people say anything that, except for yes, no, or I don't know. And I get moved to tears because I'm thinking, there's no way people could know this. No way. And even coming up uh, the end of September, depending on when you're listening, I apologize if somebody's listening to this in the year 2024, (laughs) but I can assume we still have these things going. We have a great medium called Paul Jacobs, and he's Mm -hmm. been doing this for a long time. He's so specific, but his friend, Sue Wood, is also um, a teacher at the Arthur Finley College, and they teach mediumship in psychic studies in the UK and we've done this once before. So as he's saying online, cause we do this online, okay, I've got mm-hmm. a man here and he's telling me his daughters in the audience and, you know, giving these details, she has a sketch pad and she's drawing a picture of the same person. And oh, wow. to have, to be able to witness that, now neither one of them do private readings because they are teachers mm-hmm. but to have that gift to be able to mm-hmm. see this i mean i'm filled with tears and goosebumps every single one so we are in the in their world you know the afterlife we we live like it's up there in heaven or somewhere but it's just an energy that is moving too fast for us to see and when we do things like meditation and clear our minds and be in the present moment and journal and pay attention all of a sudden we're raising our vibration they're trying to lower theirs and we meet in the middle so you can hear yeah. Lee's voice uh saying yeah. mom I'm having the time of my life you know
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah and, and things yeah. like
0: that so uh, my recommendation is I love the journal. Quiet your mind. And, um, anyways, I I'm doing all the talking, and you're the guest. <laughs> no,
1: no, no. You you when you mentioned uh, Phil and Carrie, um, I didn't. I did have one experience. I I believe they've talked about it a couple of times. Um, I was sitting in the power. They were leading that in Boston mm-hmm. at the conference. And I often see purples and orange colors in my meditation. Mm-hmm. And then from the right side, I saw something like push through the color and I recognized Lee's profile. Oh, beautiful. And it was unbelievable. And the first thing I wanted to do was turn my head and open my eyes, but mm-hmm. I knew I couldn't. And but tears were just streaming down my face. It was just, the first confirmation, or you know, another confirmation from him that yes, here I am. And at the end, I I left shortly before the conference actually ended, um, because I was actually channeling and re- journaling. Um, and he told me, he said, mission accomplished. Go home. Oh. <laughs> and so I think before everything actually ended, I, I got far. Okay. No, I, you know it was just You got what you needed. You got what yes, you needed. Yes, yes,
0: Yeah. And when the world cleans up, we're going to go back on our road show because it's really spectacular being able to make a difference. And you probably agree with me. If somebody were just to tell you all this, it, it's a hard time believing it. But once you have the experiences yourself, no one can tell you otherwise.
1: Right. Absolutely. I know in my heart.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Well, Roseanne, thank you so much for being our guest today.
1: Thank you for having me. I really appreciate being able to tell my story
0: and, and spending time with you. Yeah. Thanks. Ditto. (laughs) And what is the easiest way for people to pick up believe, which is spelled B E L E E V E. Um, It's on Amazon
1: and I believe Barnes and Noble. So uh, it's, you know, you could get the Kindle ed- edition, but only if you get the paperback edition, that's a, a dollar from every paperback, as you mentioned, Sandra, will go to Helping Parents Heal.
0: So yeah, it's a beautiful book. Uh-huh. It feels good in my hands. It's making me want to journal because I tell you, our minds, are we, our memories not so good. Even when we get older, they say it gets worse, but even trying to remember things that happened not too long ago, um, it's easy to forget. And when we grieve, our chemistry is all out of whack. Our memory is poor. So start the practice of journal. And one one thing about journaling too is when you get thoughts out of your head and on paper, it leaves an open space in your mind and also meaning the present moment. And these are where ideas come from. Insights, loved ones, all kinds of great things, you know, some of our most f- famous musicians, like Sir Paul McCartney and Tina Turner and some great inventors, they would just get to that place where their mind is is clear and ask and be quiet, and these great things came to them, so, so- <clears> the <throat> So go to Amazon.com, type in b e l e e v Believe, by Roseanne Groover Norris, if you're interested. And listener, you, my friend, who we may or may not have met, but hopefully we will sometime, thank you for taking the time to listen to this episode. As a reminder, all past episodes are available at wedontdieradio.com. They're also on YouTube, every single one iTunes, I think just carries the last 100, but the intent behind all of them is good information about the afterlife on all different kinds of topics, how to live life, which is really the most important thing. If you are new to the show, And you go to the website, there's a little pop-up box. that says, join the Insiders Club. That's just a snazzy term for my email list. And when you do, you get a very healing audio called How to Survive Grief. It also says, read the first few chapters of my book, We Don't Die. However, it's actually the whole book. When you start reading, you say, this is more than a few chapters. Also, there's some really good things on the store tab And if you want to scroll down and see some of the past. Demonstrations. Uh, a little secret. So there's a bunch of them. If you type in coupon, coupon code free will work for the past demonstrations, not the upcoming ones, but some of the past and some of the movies and things like that as well. Also the audio book, you can use coupon code free. Uh, you can go back to the top. You can click on our Sunday service. You can join us live. There's medium reading and every Sunday gathering. Um, all, yeah, there's all kinds of events we have on our calendar. Calendar. If you're a Facebook user, you can check out We Don't Die listeners Facebook group, and it's a great way to meet some like-minded new friends. That this is what we talk about, you know. It really is um, life, afterlife, grief, uh, and we're here to support you. So, in closing, my name is Sandra Champlain, and I'm very happy to be your host on We Don't Die Radio. Check out Roseanne Groover Norris's book, Believe. I believe that life is an education for the soul and that your life here on earth is important. You, my friend are loved. You are one of a kind. You have a team of unseen people to your eyes, but if you could only see how many people are around you right now, cheering you on in your life, your life is for a purpose. You do matter. And don't let that mind that says you don't get in the way. It's not our best friend. So thank you for listening and we'll see you soon.